When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Undead Walking Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Sarah Beth Pollock. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Undead Walking Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Beth Pollock, and I don't know about you, but I am still blown away by The Walking Dead 1020. Uh, The episode is called Splinter, and it's a phenomenal episode that centers around Paola Lazaro and her character, Princess. Um, Later in the podcast, you will actually hear a a very fun interview that I did with Paola about the episode, and we kind of do a deep dive into what was going on, what it was like as an actor to bring that role to life. Um, You know, one of the things that I love about Paola is her incredible energy. And, uh, you know, over the years, as I've I've talked to different actors on the show, one of the common themes is that they always love the most intense scenes the most. And for fans, as we watch these episodes, we think, oh my God, it must have been really hard to bring those episodes to life. And for actors, they're actually the most fun because that's when they get to bring out all of the tools in their toolbox and bring these performances to life. And so she really seems to have had a wonderful experience filming this. She actually says it's the best, it was one of the best experiences of her life. So um, it says a lot about, about Paola and her performance and this incredible episode. So we're going to get to that shortly. Um, first, I, I just wanted to pay tribute to the episode a little bit and talk about it. One of the things that uh, that stands out, it's another episode directed by Laura Belzey, who directed last week's episode, One More. And, um, you know, Laura Belzey is killing it with these episodes. She's, she's directed several episodes of The Walking Dead over the years, uh, especially in later seasons. And um, it doesn't matter if it's an episode that's kind of on a smaller scale, like Splinter, if it's, uh, you know, something, I mean, she's, she's directed battles, she's directed, you know, some of the, the most intense battle sequences and, and, and key story sequences. Um, she can do it all. And I would love to see more of her in season 11. I really hope that she, that she's coming back for season 11. And honestly, I'd love to see her work in some of the other shows too. I'd love to see her in Fear the Walking Dead. I'd love to see her in, world beyond um and she just she absolutely nails it and uh, i really hope that that we see more of her work um this week's episode was written by julia ruckman and vivian z and it's 
it's really a, it's one of the most I don't want to I don't want to keep saying like it's one of the best episodes because you know it's hard to say that because there's so many episodes we just had a hundred and celebrated 150 episodes of The Walking Dead so it's really hard to say that it's the best episode or it's one of the best but honestly it, it really is I mean it, one of the things that I think uh, and we talked about this in, in my interview with Paula is that um, you know it, sometimes The Walking Dead especially in later seasons it really seems like the the apocalypse gets left in the dust because there's other stuff going on and this is one of those episodes where you realize like you know hey things are really still pretty bad and when new people show up you don't know what they're about and you know obviously with princess she didn't experience the whispers the way everybody else did she hasn't had to see what happened on the top of that hill and She's only known, I mean, the, the funny thing is, we've only known Princess for about a week in the in the story's timeline. Um, so she really hasn't seen any of those things, she, but she has her own experiences. She's had her own trauma and her own life experiences that, that have gotten her to where she is. But when it comes to new people, you have to be cautious. And she's putting a lot of trust in Yumiko and Ezekiel and Eugene, when she lays down her weapon and kind of accepts that they're going to be taken away. And we see in the very opening sequence that her actions, you know, the fact that she doesn't want to be taken away, her actions do have consequences. And we see that with what happens with, um, you know, with Yumiko and, and her Yumiko getting hurt. And uh, that kind of sets the tone for the rest of the episode. And it's, it's a really powerful episode that, um, yeah, I think people are going to be talking about. I mean, it's 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 just one of those episodes that stays with you. And I have to say, the past two weeks um, with one more and with Splinter, these are some of the best episodes that I've I've really seen in a while. I mean, I really really enjoy these episodes and being able to take these deep dives into the characters. And um, kind of on a similar note, and I just, I'm just going to jump over to the other show in the, the Walking Dead universe for a moment. Um, I can't say anything yet. I can't say much anyway. Uh, but I did get the screeners for Fear the Walking Dead 6B. We got the screener for 608, which would have been the mid, the mid-season finale. And uh, then for 609, which is the mid-season premiere. And they're going to be airing back-to-back uh, subsequent weeks, not back-to-back together, uh, beginning on April 11th. So we'll have 6.08 on April 11th. If you have AMC premiere, it's it's airing a week early on Easter Sunday on April 4th. And uh, I can't say enough about these two episodes. I'm still kind of shaken by them and, and just still pondering these episodes. Um, Michael E. Satrazimus, who is a colossal influence on the world of The Walking Dead. He's been, you know, been there from the start. He directed both of these episodes, and anyone who follows his episodes knows that whether he's directing Fear the Walking Dead or The Walking Dead, he usually directs some big episodes, so there's a lot to look forward to. Um, and, and again, with this anthology format that the that Fear the Walking Dead is, has adopted, which is very similar to what they're doing with The Walking Dead um, with these bonus episodes, you really get to see some some sides of characters that it, it just it brings out so much and it, it really enhances the viewing experience of the show in ways that that weren't possible before. So 
um, you know, big credit to to Michael Eusatrazimus and uh, and the team. And uh, I have to I have to say that uh, I as soon as I got the screeners, I sent a text to to Mikey and I said, you know, hey, I got the screeners. I'm going to watch them. And, and he was just like, buckle up. It's going to be it's it's a lot. And uh, he was right. And so we've been kind of disseminating the episodes via text, and uh, I just can't wait to talk more about it. I can't wait for you to see them. So there's a lot to look forward to, and obviously those episodes are going to be coming straight after the end of these bonus episodes of The Walking Dead. So there is a lot to look forward to. It, it feels like you know we're halfway through these bonus episodes, but man, there is so much good stuff coming up. I cannot wait. And uh, speaking of not being able to wait, I want to jump into my episode, my uh, excuse me, my interview with Paolo Lazaro because it is, it's a fun episode or it's a fun interview. I've got episodes stuck in my head now, but uh, it's a fun interview, and uh, she's always so much fun to talk to, to talk to, and she her energy and her enthusiasm and her passion, it just it really shines through every time we talk, and um, so I really think that this this interview compliments her performance in in episode 1020 splinter and uh, she does mention a couple of things that she talks about in talking dead so if you watch talking dead after the episode this will complement that also so without further ado i'm going to turn it over to uh, paolo lazaro and our interview about splinter hello hi how are you Sarah i'm good how are you paola i'm good i'm good my gosh, you're, I have never been so blown away by a performance before. If you don't get an Emmy for that, I will yell at somebody because you did such a oh, <laughs> Thank you so much. Wow, that means a lot to me. I, uh, wow, thank you. I really appreciate that, service. Oh, it's, it's so true. I mean, you're just, it was, that performance was, it was, you know, they, they tell you what the episode's going to be about, but then when you watch it, it's, it was nothing like I imagined, and it was just so much better than I I, I. I don't even know what I expected, but I was just blown away. I was stunned the whole time. Oh, Sarah, but thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I, I worked very hard on it and put a lot of heart into it. It, it really seemed like that was uh, that was the kind of episode an actor would love. Just to you know, it, it seems traumatic for viewers, but. It, was it was it kind of fun being able to to, to pull all of those 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 scenes out and, and, and explore them and, and, you know, do the acting. It, I mean, it just seems like such a great actor's role. It was amazing, and it was one of the best weeks of my life. It was literally, like, day in, day out, and it was really one of the best weeks of my life. <laughs> a beautiful experience to have, and, um, yeah, and for an actor, it's it's exactly what you want it's needy it's it has twists and turns you go to different places emotionally and that's what i love about this character like she's not just one thing she's many many things oh absolutely absolutely and you know it's so it's so interesting because we do, we haven't known princess for for very long it feels like we right. have because of the pandemic it feels like you've been around forever <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> But you know, it's in the in the scope of the story, she's only been around for about a week, and and yet she has these really complicated feelings for the people she's traveling with, and I think that's so interesting. The way, you know, not only does she have this, you know, she has this innate inability to trust people, but 
she understands like when when Ezekiel starts acting a little weird like she she real she knows him well enough after a week to know that there's something kind of off but she's also so dedicated right. to her friends after a week that she's willing right. to, to do anything for them and that just says so much about her character right I think uh she's willing to do anything to be part of a family and that's what she sees in their friendships as a, as a family and I think she you know we find out that her version of a family was not a very good one or positive one so I think that when she finds people who support each other treat each other well she really wants to be a part of that definitely and it just it, it's so it's so poignant to see how it, it carries through and, and, and it leaves you questioning what, you know, what's, what was real and what wasn't real. But I feel like, you know, the, the story about her family right. was, it was absolutely authentic and it explains so much. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I loved getting to explore her past and, you know, getting to go there emotionally because I've been there emotionally. So, so it was a really beautiful journey for me. One of the things that I thought was really interesting was when the carrot, when the soldier says to her, you know, we're, we're careful because we've got a lot to lose, you know, kind of implying that, that she doesn't have a lot to lose, but you know, it, on the flip side, she actually has more to lose than anybody because of how far she's come and where she's been. She's, she stands right. to lose a lot in this situation. Right. I agree. And I think you know, when the soldier says that, they don't know where we came from, you know? Um, at that point, I don't think I've told him how I met everybody and and how I came to be there and how we got to the, uh, the train yard. And so they think they have this whole society, which they may or may not have, we'll see in season 11. Um, but he doesn't know what we have. You know, he's just trying to bait us in a way, so we fall for it, you know? Right, right. But she's so, and she's so, um, you know, she's so careful, but at the same time, you could see that fire, you know, like, just don't, don't test me. And like, don't, Absolutely. And I think that's so, that's, <laughs> it, it's so princess, but it's just so, it, it says so much about how much this really means to her. Absolutely. How much these people mean to her. Oh, for sure. One of the um, one of the things that that really struck me, though, is you know even after you know, kind of towards the end of the episode, is when Princess responds. You know, after she after she realizes kind of what's going on, and and she's kind of apologetic to the she, she's kind of apologetic to the soldier, but but not really. I I, I love that I love that kind of like middle finger attitude that you imbibe with throughout the episode. Right. <laughs> right. So perfect. But she says the, you know, maybe this response, like she says, it's it's the only sane response to an insane world. And it's it's such an interesting statement because as a culture we're always trying to normalize things. You know, even even like right now in, in real life with the pandemic, like we're trying to normalize like, okay, well, right. this is this is how it is, even though it's terrible or, you know, this and it, it translates to so many things too, like I mean, just just terrible things like what's going on, you know, like racist issues right. and you know, issues of race and issues of of 
culture and class and, and social issues and, and it, it translates to so much because we try to normalize it instead of just kind of confronting it face on and it strikes me as it, it's such an interesting statement because she sees no matter what's going on in her head she's really seeing mm-hmm. the world for what it is and, and might have the most exactly. authentic viewpoint of any character because of that exactly and and she responds to the world as it comes to her, you know? Um, she she takes it for what it is at the moment. And and that is a fault sometimes. That is a flaw of hers sometimes. And sometimes it's one of her strengths. Like, why do you think she was able to survive by herself for a year? Because she took the world on as it was and she fought, you know? Um, but now that she's in a society and, like... In, and when I say society, I mean now that she's surrounded by these friends, she has to be a team player. And that's what she's trying to come to, is how to like not be so impulsive and actually listen and be part of a group. Right, which is kind of difficult, you know, given that, you know, she's also dealing with the the um you know, the fear of, of being locked away the way she exactly. is. I mean like the the fact that she's even able to kind of see that in that situation is says so much about who she is as a person. Right, right. I agree. I agree. Uh, it's just, it's just, it, it's such an amazing episode, and I just, it's, deep. it's, it's. Thank you. It just, it blows me away, and I, and it's one of those ones that people are going to be talking about because it's, I, I think it, like I say, it's, it's, you know, people kind of forget that that you get comfortable in the apocalypse. And I think these episodes, you know, the last week's episode, this week's episode, you know, it, it shows that you really, things are still really bad. Nothing's, nothing's good. Exactly. And it doesn't matter what it looks like. I mean, things are still pretty, pretty messed up in this world. I mean, we saw that in the last episode in 1019, you know, with uh, Aaron and Father Gabriel. Exactly. Exactly. You know, how, how the world is, is still a dark place. Yeah, and it doesn't, you know, you, you think you're safe and you think that that you have this set of rules, but you, can't, you also can't operate by those rules. And just because you think somebody, you know, what I, what I love, you know, with her interactions with the soldier even, you know, it, no matter what he says and if he tries to reassure her, she still doesn't believe him and, and and then at the end you see you know like that was that was completely warranted the entire time like she still shouldn't trust him and can't trust and, and exactly has no idea what's going on no matter how many times you say it's okay you know you can say it's a it's okay we're gonna we're, we're gonna be okay it, it's such an interesting it's such an interesting thing to see because she she gets it probably more than anybody because she's been through it yeah yeah, and, and, and yeah, yeah, I guess the interesting, though, the, the last things, I know we're getting short on time, but the last thing is just, it's so interesting how she she approaches Eugene being so passive about it, and she can't, it, like, watching that process of, of her seeing, like, hey, he doesn't want to fight, maybe I shouldn't fight, but maybe I should, you know, right. it, it's such an interesting... Um, it, it really says a lot about you know, and, and we it's it's hard to say because did she imagine talking to him? I mean, all these conversations like that's her. Would I be correct in assuming that that's her projection of what Eugene would have said because she didn't actually climb out of a hole? Yeah, I, 
you know, we talk about this in uh, Talking Dead a little bit, but um, I think all of those, all of the people who show up, like, there's certain things that are obviously reality, but a lot of those conversations are her own self-sabotage and her own negativity speaking back to her and personifying itself in the characters around her. Um, so it's basically a conversation between different parts of her mind, in a way. Which is even more interesting. It's a little, it's, it's a little, it's deep. Yeah, yeah it's very because, deep. Because, absolutely, because then you, then you have to look at how she assigned those roles to the different people right, around and, her. And what do they represent in her life? Exactly. God, that's, that, <laughs> that is so fascinating. God, I... It, it's a deep, it's... It's a very deep, deep thing. It really is. So basically, what we really need is a princess spinoff so we can explore all of this and just let you go and, and just have <laughs> all of these great scenes because that's that's what we need right now. That's what the world needs more princess. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sarah. That's very sweet of you to say. Thank you. <laughs> all right. We are back, and I hope you enjoyed that. It was. It's always such a pleasure to talk with Paola, and she just she just puts a smile on your face, and um, I think we can all agree after this episode that we need more princess and it's, we need to have a spinoff. We need to have a limited series. We need to see what this, what, what she was doing before Ezekiel and Yumiko and Eugene arrived, because I think that's one of the best stories out there. And just, just her spirit is so incredible. I I just, I want to know more. I want to see more. I want more princess. It's the bottom line. So, uh, Hopefully you guys enjoyed the interview. If you uh, if you like what we're doing on the Undead Wa- Undead Walking podcast, please uh, leave us a review, subscribe, um, send send me questions on uh, I'm I'm on Twitter as you know at Sarah Beth Pollock. Uh, you can send questions to the Undead Walking uh, Twitter page uh, at Undead Walking FS, and uh, we'll be back with another episode uh, featuring my esteemed colleague, Adam B. Carlson, later this week to talk about all the things that are going on in the Walking Dead universe. And uh, yeah, so if you have anything, send us a message. And uh, for now, I will remind you to stay safe, wash your hands, and watch out for those walkers. Thanks, everybody. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.